This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Monday and Friday video cast brought to you live on Twitch. What's up, Twitchers? Twitchies. I like Twitchers. <laughs> no? Sounds, sounds like something you do. Never mind. When you die. When you die, you're a, yeah, you're a Twitcher? You're a Twitcher. You're gonna go Twitch uh if you're really cool. Mm-mm. No? no? Alright. Dude, it's funny, I was watching our last episode, and in the first, I think like one minute, we said gonna be a lot of fun i think like 10 times it's gonna be a lot of fun (laughs) it was was amazing i was like oh no we said it again oh there it is again it's truth in advertising baby whenever you watch this show it's gonna be a lot of fun we were just having a lot of fun that day i think we're gonna have even more fun today it's gonna be a lot of fun reese thanks frankie heard it here first guys (laughs) fun a lot of it believe me the most fun the best fun (laughs) the best fun with the most fun people believe it heard it here first Frontline Gaming. What's up, Twitch and everybody? We're going to actually talk about games here in a minute because that's what we do on Signals from the Frontline. But also, we sell tabletop gaming goodies at up to 25% off every day. We also manufacture our own products. Pretty cool. That's the hot story today, baby. Oh, snap. ITC tree sets. We just came out with them. You saw them at the Las Vegas Open. They were great. Uh, helped us cover all the tables. We had 250 sets out there. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot. Quite a few. We had a lot of them, and they were really well-received. They are uh, really easy to use. That's, I think, the, the, the best-selling point of these new tree sets, besides the fact that they look great, is you open the box, and they're ready to go out of the box. The base is fully painted. The trees are already, um, obviously, ready to Colored. go. Uh, mm. They're covered with foliage Ooh, of various like hues and shades of colors. Nice. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. some people can't see those shades and colors. And like for a, you, I am sorry. Like our lead painter yes. at the Frontline Gaming Paint Studio, but he somehow still paints beautiful models. Uh, the tree sets right now come in the summer tree sets, tree set which has shades of green, and the autumn tree set which has shades of yellow, orange, and red. Pretty cool. They also come with flock, which you can apply to the base. The base is fully painted, ready to go right out of the box, but if you really want to up it uh, on the uh, visual scale, Gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. To put future, that flock on. In the future, we'll have the 50 Shades of Grey set. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Just wait until you see that one. Is that for use on the tabletop or <laughs> in another part of the house? Da, da, da. That would be really funny. Just gray trees. <laughs> Just gray trees that are shaped in. Uh, it would work if they're that, all dead. That are shaped like body parts. Oh, no. For the 50 Shades of Grey. Come on! No. Don't leave me hanging, Frankie. It's leather straps and stuff coming Ooh, ooh I have a, I'm a man of peculiar tastes. <laughs> so at any rate, these tree sets, MSRP is 30 bucks. Uh, we do have a bundle deal, web, web cart exclusive. It saves you more than just clicks. Two for 50. Whew, that's a deal, Frankie. That's a whole lot of deals. That is a whole lot of deals. You can either get two summer, two autumn, or one of each. And uh, they are selling quickly. So if you want to grab some, please do. If you know, uh, if you have a, fun, a friendly local game store or you own a game store and you would like to carry the trees, please call us. We do have wholesale pricing. If you're a tournament organizer that thinks that these would be great for their event and you want to grab some at a bulk pricing rate, please reach out to us at sales at frontlinegaming.org and we will work a deal out with you. 
because we're always mm. there to support those tournament organizers. Heck yeah. And we do know that uh, buying 20 or 30 sets can get a little expensive. Uh, and we try to make it easier for you. Uh, buying in bulk, it, it makes it easier for us as well. So please reach out. Uh, if you'd like to grab those, you can jump in the web cart and get some. And uh, they are, they're selling hot. Selling quick. They do come with a lot of flock, too. We made this, we, we kind of beat this joke to death on uh, the Ninth Realm on Wednesday, but so many fun jokes. A lot of flock. When you see how much flock there is, it's like, what the flock? You could, like, cover an entire army in that flock. You could just, you know, <clears throat> flock it up. Mm. That's not, that wasn't a good one. That wasn't. You can just uh, go flocking crazy. Oh, flocking A. Flocking A. Uh, they come, we, we put too much flock in the first run, uh, but hey, you could flock your army, I think, with the amount of We flock. might as well just keep it in all the runs. It's really funny. We were like, oh, wow, that's way too much, but uh, we probably won't have that much going forward, but uh, take advantage of it in this first run. Uh, you could also flock a, a small army with the, the amount that we gave you. You could cover the whole base in flock if you were so uh, of a mind to do so. Boom. There you go. Also, the FLG Mats first run, we are already selling out of some of the designs. Uh, if you do have an eye on one of them, please do not hesitate because they are, uh, several of the designs are almost sold out or are already sold out. We're running really thin on city. Badlands and Grass um, have one or two left or by the time you're watching this, they might all be gone. So uh, Mars though and uh, Robot City, we do have a couple left. And Snow also is starting to run a little thin. We're, we're stoked that people like the designs. We were hoping that they would. But if you do want to get one, please don't wait because we will be sold out in March. Yep. And also uh, make sure to find us at Adepticon because we will be having some cool mat deals and uh, maybe be showing off some new designs. Possibly. Boom. Some new designs and some so. new ITC terrain, baby. Uh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Because... You saw some of that awesome terrain at the Las Vegas Open. We had the Robot City terrain. We had the Orc with a C terrain. Mm. I like it. And they were extremely well received. They're very, people were very excited about it, especially the Robot City terrain on the Robot City mat. Looks really awesome. Uh, and you want to make sure that uh, you keep your eye on Frontline Gaming because those are going to be ready to go pretty soon here. Very soon. Cool, cool. Be ready. Forge World also announces some really exciting new releases. I think these look great. Yeah. Uh, Cataphracty Terminator War Gear. So you can uh, take the Cataphracty Terminator sets from the, uh, the plastic kit that was in the Burning and Prospero set. Mm -hmm. uh, or I'm sure that these work with their existing resin uh, Cataphracty Terminators. Probably not. You know, I mean, that would just be weird. You know, they're like, Forge World, they're like, we make Cataphractys, but, you know, we're going to make these shields and other accessories for just the plastic ones. Uh, that would be... That would be awesome. Resinist. <laughs> what? We don't support that. We're open-minded people here at Frontline Gaming. But these <laughs> kits, I, I think they look great. We have some uh, Storm Shields for Imperial or Crimson Fists yeah. that are really cool. Uh, and then there's also a set that you can give each guy a Chain Fist. A, a unit of guys with Chain Fists and Storm Shields, I'm into that. It looks so cool. I am into but that. it's not very good. I mean, it's just like a knight. You're like, it's ah. not bad. Knight's like, no. Yeah, I mean, like, you would absolutely wreck any vehicle that you touch. I'm into it. I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, but they also come with assault cannons that have the flexible resin to make the belt, uh, the, the belt feed that can attach to the back. Yeah. As I understand it, those are kind of a pain in the ass to use. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can we you, just touch on that? You have to heat them up. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So it comes, and it's hard resin, right? So you have to heat it up, make sure it's perfect, and then it bends. Sometimes they don't bend. They just break, and you're like, oh, yes, thanks, Forge World. Well, Frankie, why not use, like, isn't there, like, resin that's not 
super hard and Dude, pliable? It's a British company. They just expect you to bend it like Beckham. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> what was that? That was comedic genius. That was not. That's why they're paying me the big bucks, baby. And oh, on that note, we'll move on. I think they expect you to use the 2% rule. 2% smarter than whatever you're working with. So. Yeah, right. That's Unfortunate. Not happening. Not going to happen. Uh, Warlord Games shows off some new units for Conflict 47, which is a uh, uh, science fiction or alternate uh, alternate past World War II game. Look, <laughs> that's a girl. Amazing. That's a girl. Look how yoke she is. That's even more amazing. Right? The battle stance, though. AK in the that's some sky. That's some Red Dawn stuff just, right there. I'm into oh, it. Oh, man. That so, is Conflict 47, it's, it's a, basically it's an offshoot of Bolt Action, which is a 28mm World War II game. Conflict 47 is a what if the war continued and like they found alien technology and then they were able to do all sorts of crazy stuff. Now they have robots. No, yeah, no, it's... I, the raw dog and I actually are going to jump in and play. Like we are, we're carrying the line. It'll be up in our web cart in the near future. Let me guess. Uh, Reese is going to play the allies. I usually always play the Americans in these kind of uh, games where that's an option, but I think I might play the Russians. I might switch it up. You switch it just because of that power stance that that girl's got. She sold me, dude. Uh, <laughs> but the raw dog is going to play the, the Germans. And if anybody else in the San Diego area would like to give this game a shot with us, and they're willing to play, to pick up and um, uh, play the third faction. Uh, you do have to commit to building and painting it and then playing some games. We'll be doing some video battle ports, all that fun stuff. Uh, or if you're already playing the game and you're in the area and you'd like to get involved, please reach out to me at contact at frontlinegaming.org. I've had my eye on this game for a really long time. Uh, we opened up a trade account with World War Games, so we will be carrying Bolt Action and their other lines as well. Um, but I, we have the starter sets, and I just it's been like kind of... It's cool. I mean, it's it's a cool concept, right? It's dude, you have there's like Nazi and, zombies and werewolves. Well, I like the those guys that are wearing like full plate, but it's like old school. Plate. That's that's the and Russians. Got, like the machine guns and stuff. It's yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. The Russian uh, power armor because it's like, it's like they use a lot of the exact same units. Like you can have a Sherman tank. Yeah. And then you can have a Sherman tank that has like a laser turret. Yeah, or a Sherman tank with spider legs. Yeah, they have Walker tanks. And then there's the Russians, um, the, the unit that we were just looking at, they're called the, um, scroll up, buddy, the Soviet Daughters of the Motherland. They're like genetically engineered, steroided out, <laughs> Russian female, like super troopers. Pretty awesome. Yeah, they're really cool. And then there's a new, uh, it's like a Falsham, uh, it's like a Falsham Jaeger Walker tank. It's a German uh, uh, flame tank, uh, light Walker tank that looks just really cool. I, I'm super into it. Yeah, I mean it's cool, and the models are, they actually look pretty good. So they look great, Definitely and then the the Soviet uh, power armor uh, troopers like you were talking about, they look like yeah. the Russian Walker from um, Pacific Rim. Yeah, they do. Right? They're Don't they? They look all like super yeah, like plate mail. I just it looks cool, and painting them looks like it's gonna be really easy because they're 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 really camouflaged, right? Yeah. So it's like. They don't, they're not, you know, super bright colors or whatever. Like if they're Germans, they're gray. I'm pink. If like, they're I'm Americans, pink. they're green. If they're Russians, they're kind of like a shade of like a, a mix of the two. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I, I, w I want to give it a shot. I've heard that the bolt action game mechanics are really fun. So I think it'd be a, a good time. So if anybody wants to join in on that, let us know. Yep. And we'll go from there. We might even be having some stuff come out that you could use for it as well. Mm. Like maybe the trees. Or maybe some other things. Some other things. Hmm. Huh, we'll see. We'll have to see what develops on that front. 
on the <laughs> eastern front. <laughs> it's not oh, all quiet. Man, you're on point today. It's not all quiet on the on it's the not Martian all front. quiet. All right, on the Martian front. On the ooh, different. New releases from Privateer Press as well. We have uh, Colby Sterling, a mercenary solo. Horgel the Anvil. Oh. He is a Trollblood's... Uh, I think he's a solo if you scroll down. Frankie. Does he Good. look like an anvil? Oh, jeez. He's a flaming sword and axe and some sick glasses. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Dude. He's pretty cool, man. <laughs> he's got it going on. We also have Loki, uh, who is a uh, uh, Circle of Orbros uh, character. That guy's sick. Yeah, wolf... Uh, what do they call him? That werewolf, battle wolf, turbo wolf. True blood. Trollblood. Troll... No, no. the... the uh, Warp Wolf. Warp Wolf. That's it. And then Una the Hunter, who is a, a true warlock. Blood. True Blood. Didn't you say True Blood? Oh, no, no, he's uh, a sexy vampire. Anyways. Ooh, with a southern accent. I makes like all it. the ladies... Uh, when did vampires become sexy, man? That is, is so Didn't dumb. Didn't you see the original Dracula? He was super sexy. No, it's the original... Like, ah! Yeah. It was Nosferatu. <laughs> he's an undead monster, not a sparkly sex yeah. object. Get out of here. Uh, but Una the Sky Hunter is a circle uh, black clad warlock, and I think she works especially well with a lot of the new flying war beasts that came out for yeah. uh, the Hordes faction. I still think the Hordes faction looks the best. Oh yeah, the Hordes look amazing. Yeah, except for the 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 Russian ones. The Russian ones look cool too. Kador. Kador. Yeah. Kador is pretty badass. Kador is cool. Uh, there's also a new faction that was just announced for uh, Hordes, the Grimkin. Yep. Causing Quester, they're based off the Brothers Grimm's fairy, uh, fairy tales. Yeah. And they look like everyone like everyone was kind of saying the same thing. It's like they took a faction from Malifaux and stuck it in to uh, the War Machine Hordes universe. Yeah. I don't like the way they look. But don't both universes feel pretty similar? No. No? I don't, really? not, not to me. Huh. I think it does. They both feel kind of like a cartoon, in my opinion. I mean, the but. aesthetic is a little cartoony, but like the War Machine Hordes universe is like... Uh, it's like a, it's a fantasy setting that has like it's a steampunk fantasy setting, and the Malifaux is like a Victorian horror steampunk really weird mashup. Fair enough. Um, it it does, it, but you are correct. It is like a complete crossover faction. Yeah, like, totally. Um, it looks like it's a Malifaux faction that got put into yeah. the Hordes universe. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I just to me it feels like it clashes with the rest of the, aesthetic the aesthetic of the uh, War Machine Hordes universe. It's a pretty um, dark faction, though. It is super video, dark. Like, there's a guy wearing skin and stuff. You're like, jeez. He, he <laughs> rips the flesh. He, like, skins people and then sews it onto himself. Yeah. Well, the real Brothers Grimm fairy tales are... Oh, they're super dark. So dark. Most fairy tales are very dark. They're brutal. <laughs> yeah. They're violent and horrible. And they're, like, they're, half the time the bad guy wins. Like, oh, yeah. that's the thing. Like, a lot of people think of fairy tales as, like, the Disney-ized version of them. No. But the actual fairy tales from... Uh, uh, and from nursery rhymes. They're all like very dark. dark. People die. <laughs> like, the bad geez. guy wins. And it's like, yeah. like when, when Disney took those fairy tales, they kind of scrubbed them clean yeah. and made them for kids. And they, that wasn't really what, what they ever were. No. So um, these are the, the, an homage to the original uh, fairy tales. Let us know in the chat what you think. I, I think the models Grimm. look good for the Grim Cam, but yeah. I don't think they fit in War Machine. The rules look really good, though. The rules look pretty slick. And I do like the guys wearing jack o' lantern Heads? Really? Yeah. I do not. The pumpkin head thing. They have big thing. old sides and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, like, cool. that part's cool. From the neck down, they're cool. <laughs> right? I like the headless horseman, so that's probably why it Fair enough. And, that, and that's but, totally what they're going for. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, also, new release from Games Workshop. We have the Warhammer Quest expansion, Shadows Over Hammer Hall. Uh, this looks really cool. So it's it's the Silver Tower. It's the uh, kind of follow-up and expansion on it. But it introduces a Game Master back into the game. Uh, the Game Master is not like a D&D Game Master where he's like the he's all-powerful. Yeah. He does have rules he has to follow. Uh, and then the AI, there is like AI scripts for the characters, but they can go, kind of go off script a little bit. But um, it's causing a little bit of controversy, which I think is funny. Uh, but anybody who played the old Warhammer Quest, there, there was a Game Master. So a lot I of think it's fun. games had Game Masters. Usually do. <laughs> yeah. It's only like really like the more modern board games where uh, one player doesn't control the, the baddies or the yeah. monsters. Um, Although I did like that in like Silver Tower, how you could like basically you roll off and then they you take to, turns. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I do like that. So I, I I think it's fun, right? Like it's yeah. it's fun to have a game master and they control all the bad guys and the other players get to play any of the heroes and there's a ton of new heroes that have been introduced yeah. into the game. Like there's a, a high elf, a dark elf um, character. There's a cogsmith from the Dwarden. Uh, there's a new Celestin uh, or a new uh, Stormcast Eternal character. And then there's a, a, a Chaos Sorcerer Lord that you can play. I think it's cool, man. It's like uh, the game's really fun. Uh, if you do want to pick this up at our pre-order special price, 25% off MSRP, uh, please do so right away because we have an extremely limited supply of these. We will be getting more yeah. eventually, but we did not get a whole lot initially because um, GW has been having some supply chain issues, but uh, we will eventually get more. And we will honor that price uh, if you buy during the release week. So. Yep. Check it out. It looks the game is getting really good reviews online, so it looks like it's a lot of fun. Well, if it's anything like Silver Tower, I mean, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, Silver, Silver Tower, Tower was, was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Yeah. Silver Tower is genuinely a fun game to play. And supposedly, like a lot of the new games that uh, Games Workshop's been releasing are a lot of fun. Uh, the Riders of Camera or whatever that is. The, the Gangs of Camera. Yeah, it's supposed to be an amazing game. Yeah, a Komora. Yeah, you so, know, we didn't get a chance to play that one. We've been just yet, so but, busy, but uh, it's supposed to be really fun. It's like the, everyone was saying it, that it's like um, uh, Necromunda. Necromunda, in that yeah. you level up and customize your, your gang, which yeah. that sounds like fun. And we've heard at uh, GWHQ they've been playing it a lot. So Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be a really, really cool game. It just yeah. it didn't look so impressive at first because it didn't come with like a whole lot besides just like two units of Dark, Dark Eldar. Eldar. That aren't very good. Yeah, not good in the game. Although I know. Although we got to give a like shout out to our boy, to our boy Lawrence, who at the LVO was one point away from making it into the final eight. He was tied for ninth, and he had like forty-five Reaver jet bikes. He was Dark Eldar primary. How did he make that work? I would love to see how that <laughs> happened. And his army was gorgeous too. Yeah, yeah. And check him out. They have a really good uh, YouTube channel, Tabletop Tactics. If you're interested in uh, giving him a shout or um, giving him a watch. They're good guys, and they come out every year to the LVO. We're going to try and go to their event in July because we will be over in the U.K. again. Yep. Um, so if, if it's possible, uh, we're going to try and go to their event, although it's uh, the wedding that we're going to is in the beginning of June. We might be making like two trips to the U.K. this year. That's crazy. I know, it's crazy. Maybe three. You know what? We're just moving to the U.K. Hey, you heard it here first. Hey. Not, not actually, no. but we're going to be there a lot this year. <laughs> so... Uh, Keep your eye out for that. Also, if you wanted to watch the episode of Fanboys that I was just on with In Control and DJ Weed over at Twitch HQ in San Francisco, thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you can watch the VOD. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to Twitch's homepage and you can see the VOD there. Uh, it was fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. We were talking about comic books and movies and just nerd stuff in general. And um, give, it a, give it a look. 
Yeah, it was a cool show. Uh, this was their second episode. Yep. Uh, they're going to be doing it every week, so definitely tune in and check it out. Yeah, make sure to uh, check it out on an ongoing basis. It's really fun. It's super yeah. funny. And uh, I think, uh, don't want to make a full commitment yet, but they enjoyed having me and they were saying that they'd like to have me again. So I might actually go on the show down the road. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really cool. Be great. I had a lot of fun doing it. We may actually yeah, have to copy. Cool. <laughs> it's a nerd amount. Them. Yeah. It's just, it's just talking about nerd stuff and it's really funny. There's all these other videos and stuff that we throw in there. So yeah, uh, really good time. Also, big, big news. Uh, those, there's been a lot of people asking uh, and we do have a date set for the Bay Area Open. Seven. Can you believe that? That's insane. The seventh time we Yikes. have done the Bay Area Open. Uh, That's this, Nurgle's number. Yes. Which is Frankie's favorite chaos god. Nailed it. Uh, it's going to be a happy event where everyone gets sick. Just <laughs> kidding. Hopefully that does not happen. Yeah, let's hope not. Hopefully everybody has fun. But uh, the Bay Area Open is a big deal for us. It's the event that started Frontline Gaming. Um, it's what got us involved in the organizing, the community organizing part of the hobby. Uh, we had run a lot of little RTTs and stuff before that, but um, nothing on that scale. So this is a big deal for us. It's a, a really fun event. Every year it sells out right away. Uh, we will have less tickets for sale this year. We will be going to Mountain View again. Um, it was a little crowded in 2016, so we decided to sell less tickets this year. That means we are going to... Yeah. yeah, we want everyone to have a little bit more space to be more comfortable. Yep. Um, they do have more room, though, this year, too. Yeah. So they, they've, they've actually expanded their facility. It's gigantic, gigantic game store. Um, so we are going to bump the ticket price up a little bit to compensate for selling less of them. What this means, though, is that when tickets go up for sale, which will be in the first week of March, do not hesitate to get your ticket because it sells out in like a week. Yeah. And now that there's going to be less tickets, it's going to sell out probably even quicker. You definitely want to make sure to grab those tickets right away. Uh, just to address a couple things, uh, we will be uh, bringing even more terrain uh, this year. That's um, going to be that that will be there will be will a ton of terrain. Issue. Yeah, there will be a ton of terrain. There was a ton of terrain in 2016, but the pieces were a little bit smaller than were what we would like. And a big shout out to all of our teammates and uh, friends up there. Uh, they brought in. I think quite a few tables as well to help out. So thanks again, guys really helped out. It was awesome. But this year so. that's all, uh, they've already, they started working on the train for the next year, like months ago. Yeah. So there's going to be a ton of terrain this year that's, uh, been addressed. And also, uh, last year it got a little warm in the middle of the day, Yeah. but that was because they only had one AC unit that was old. They have two new AC units and they, they said that now it gets nice and chilly. Sweet. So, it's an um, amazing store. It if, is. Even if you guys aren't making it to the BAO or if you live in the area, check it out. This place is incredible. So. And last year, everyone had a blast. We're only addressing these kind of like minor issues because we wanted to make sure that we address them. Yeah. Uh, so it's going you know, to be more space, more terrain, and nice and cool. Plus, we're even looking at getting it catered this yeah. year. And you know what? We could always go back to the barn. We could, we could do a throwback event. The barn was awesome, though. There was a literally a little AC unit on it, like every window. So you could just turn it on if you... <laughs> It was like the old God, school AC. Crazy, man. It was like the old school AC units too. Uh, but uh, that's where BAO started. In case nobody was there, it was like basically a giant barn. It was pretty funny. They were showing. Uh, they were doing like people were like showing cattle, oh, like yeah. next door, and there was a quinceanera across the hall. Oh yeah, it was like a place for rodeos. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. literally, it was. It was. It was cool, but it's. Uh, like, I mean, that was all we could afford when we started. For sure. And it was funny because originally there was like ten people that were going to do the BAO. And uh, I, I was one that did actually most of the legwork to find the venue. 
And uh, it was Frankie's crew, right? Like, I kind of, like, came into your crew when I moved up there. And everyone was like, yeah, we're going to run a tournament. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, all right. All right, I found the cheapest place I could possibly find. It was, like, three grand to rent it. And all of a sudden, it went from 10 to three. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> everyone was like, oh, cool. Well, maybe I'll see you there if yeah. it works out. Oh, like, good. When the rubber hits the road. <laughs> and, you know, it's understandable. I get it, right? Like, a lot of guys had kids and fans are like, I can't take the financial risk. Okay, I get it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, market calendars last weekend of July for the BAO7. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Uh, anything that was a minor uh, hindrance last year is going to be addressed this year. And uh, those tickets will be up for sale in the first week of March. Please don't hesitate. It did sell out in a week last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It was like two weeks the year before that. So it's, it's going to go quickly. Quick. Uh, and if you want to come, make sure to grab those tickets. Going to be a ton of ITC points because it's going to be a 150-person tournament. Uh, big points. And there's going to be a lot of prizes. It's going to be cool. Yep. Going to be very, very cool. Uh, pretty cool. Also, on another note, I'm a huge... Huge Pillars of Eternity fan. It's a game from Obsidian. It's the same. It's a spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate, Planescape, Torment, all those amazing RPGs from the 90s. Yeah. Uh, those of you who are my age or who have played them, uh, Pillars of Eternity 1, I think I put more hours into that game than any game I've ever played in my life, which is saying something, especially how hard it is for me to actually play games at this stage of my life. Yeah. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, their Kickstarter, went ham. It's the biggest uh, gaming Kickstarter ever for Fig which is very similar to Kickstarter. And it's going bananas. If you want to back the game, I did. Um, they're blowing through their stretch goals. And each stretch goal, they're adding such cool stuff, man. Yeah. You get a freaking pirate ship, dude. You Who get a pirate ship. A pirate ship. Right. I want... So your, your, your adventuring party goes around. Like, you had a, uh, you had a, a castle. You had a, a keep, really. Like, a castle with surrounding lands in the first one. And you, like developed your castle and you like worked with the local people and you had to defend it from attackers it was so fun yeah um, but now you get a pirate ship and you're cruising around to an um, archipelago I, i've always said it the wrong way apparently mariana took me to school on that um and you get to customize your ship and know the next with the next stretch goal yeah you get to customize your crew dude you better give somebody a peg leg and a parrot. Duh! Swear to God, if you don't have Duh. a parrot and a peg leg in there, I want a monkey you're not my friend that anymore. just runs around and like does cool stuff. A monkey, right? What is this? Yeah, what kind of pirate ship doesn't have a monkey on it? Like a little spider monkey. That's only from uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. No, it's yes. gonna be my freaking my. No, the, you, need have, you need to have like a liger. Yes, you don't have to have a pirate ship necessarily. You can be uh. you can be good or bad in the game. Uh, but anyway, it's like an old school, it's an homage to like the 80s D&D, &D, right? Which yeah. is another reason why I like it so much. And the games are absolutely phenomenal. So good. Pillars of Eternity 2 looks like it's going to be amazing. I did line up an interview. Uh, it, not sure Sweet. who, but I think I might be the, actually the owner, the, the CEO of the company. Oh, that'd be cool. Right? That'd be really cool. Yeah. So I geeked out and it was really fun. Um, we actually met them. They came to our TwitchCon presentation. Yeah. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, that was really cool. Like, I was like the hell like you're listening to us talk like you guys are amazing uh really really cool so that will be happening uh in march so stay tuned for that that's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait to have them on the show sweet lastly if you're waiting uh on a response from an email to the contact email address i i have been buried i cannot get ahead of it uh frankie's actually gonna help me get mm -hmm. caught up but if you've been waiting for an e a response to an email I, I apologize sincerely i just like cannot get caught up uh, but we will get, we'll bring a power through it this weekend. 
uh, and get a response to everybody. Uh, if you were waiting for the LVO terrain, it did all get purchased like instantly. Uh, we did get all the payments and it's all shipping out. Uh, if it isn't already shipped, it's gonna ship today. So I will respond to everybody who inquired about that today and let them know that uh, unfortunately, if you didn't hear from me already, you didn't get any, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but we look forward to uh, that terrain yeah. getting some more life. Yeah, hopefully it helps you uh, your events grow and now you can cover your tables with some, so a little bit of history of us. Some of that was from like the original BAO. So. It really was. Like some of that terrain has been with us literally since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, remember we made it at uh, the Games Workshop store in uh, Walnut Creek. That's not there anymore, unfortunately. But we, that was where we first started building all the terrain. Yep. With, the, with Seth's help. And now we're still working with Seth. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, you know, some of that terrain will need to be uh, put back together. Yeah. But it was basically, we basically gave it away for free. I mean, we sold it at an unbelievably... The shipping was more than the terrain in most cases. And it's got history. So but yeah. It's got character. I, I can't wait till I go to an event, that, an up and coming event that got some of the terrain. I'll be like, hey, I made that eight years ago. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> like, oh, brother. Uh, ITC events coming up this weekend. Holy crap. There's a lot. There's like 20 <laughs> events this weekend. Uh, a ton of events going on. Make sure to get out there, support your local tournament, and get your ITC points. There is a major up in Canada, Bari Bash at Sir Games a Lot, which is a great name, <laughs> in Ontario, Canada. If you can make it out there, make sure to do it. We do have our first Italian uh, ITC event. It's uh, Game Over, uh, the first ITC tournament in Turney, Italy. That's really exciting. Uh, make sure to go check that out. We also have our first event coming up in Czechoslovakia. Nice. Yeah, really excited for that. So, yeah. And that's not this weekend, but uh, that will be happening. Pretty cool, man. It's cool to see it grow. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, just look at the spread of all these events they're like all over the place it's it's great there's like as many events this weekend i think as there was in the first year of the itc almost yeah really growing and then all of the itc format stuff i am a little behind on that i apologize but uh uh promise next week everything will be updated um we just we've just had so much going on behind the scenes it's been crazy uh, and there's a lot of exciting news for the Best Coast Pairings app on the way, too. Yep, yep. They're really excited, and they'll uh, be making a formal announcement here pretty soon. Yeah, look out. Keep your eye out for that press release. But in the meantime, we do have regional rankings, which is very exciting. Woo. Also, uh, crazy rumors in the 40K realm. Uh, people are starting to drop little rumors. We have no idea if this is true or not, that uh, Cypher is on a mission to kill the Emperor. <gasps> what a jerk. What a mean guy. That is insane, though. Like... If GW, Why is he hanging out with uh, Guillemin, then? That doesn't even make any sense. Well, he's not necessarily hanging out with Guillemin. They come in the same box. They're hanging out. Maybe. We don't know that yet, but it's a possibility. There's pictures all over the place. He's like, and, hey, Guillemin. Until you see out, it on the uh, Games Workshop's website, it's just a rumor. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, who knows, right? Like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But uh, really, really exciting. Cause if what they, if... Okay, I've got it. I've got it. He's going to kill Guillemin. Hit me with it, baby. He's going to kill Guillemin. <laughs> they release him and then he dies. Yeah, he's like, yeah! And everybody's like, oh, well, that was lame. And then he's like, yeah, now I own the Imperial. And then he's going to kill the Emperor. Damn. And then he's going to kill Dorn. Damn. Or is Dorn already dead? Dorn is dead right now. Dang it. Well, he's going to bring him back to life and then, then kill, kill him. Then kill him. Good. He's just on a mission. He's on a mission to kill to everybody. Kill? Yes. He's got... <laughs> He's on a mission to kill. I like it. That's Sounds it. like a John Wick plot. They stole my idea. <laughs> Damn that it. was it. So uh, 
if they do kill the emperor, because there's a lot of fluff about what would happen if the emperor died, right? First of all, the astronomicon goes out. That's bad, because that's what allows the uh, that's what allows humanity to navigate through the warp. Well, the the emperor is the beacon which the astronomicon uses to navigate through warp space. Yes. Sorry. So with him gone, that really really changes the way things work in the Imperium. Uh, you wouldn't be able to go very far in through through well, warp space because you get lost. They still could, but it's like very risky, right? It's way more risky than it is now. Well, you wouldn't know where you're going. You wouldn't be able to navigate very easily. Well, where they're going, they don't need roads. We don't need roads so. where we're going. So they don't actually need roads. But uh, it, that would be crazy. But the, 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 the fluff, about the, the, the lore around it is if the emperor were to die, it would allow him to become reincarnated as the star child, which he basically... Be like, can he reset? It'd be like the new, ver- it'd be you know, Emperor 2.0. Yeah. And it would allow the the Imperium to move forward, right? It'd be a period of like horrible darkness and anarchy, but we'd rise up from the ashes stronger than before. Uh, that would be pretty interesting. Another uh, part of the lore is that he would be resurrect as a new Chaos God, but a good God. He'd be uh, maybe not a Chaos God is the right way to say it. He would be he'd be a god, he'd be a god and he would be living in the war. But he never wanted to be a god, did he? Not really, like yeah. He like told everybody, "Don't worship me." But you know, just like often happens in reality. Yeah, fair enough. Doesn't happen. Doesn't work that way. So it's gonna be really interesting, and it's gonna be really interesting to see what Gaiman does when he res- when he wakes up, uh, because things aren't going the way that he left them, right? Yeah. The the Imperium is gone, like stagnant. Um, the Custodes are sitting around doing nothing. And the I don't, know, I don't know if you've seen that YouTube video, but they're doing stuff. <laughs> they are doing stuff. They're wearing some weird clothes. Magima <laughs> is going to come back and be like, "Why are you worshiping the emperor? Why is everyone just like not moving forward? Why is there no progress?" And he's going to be pissed. Well, he's going to be pissed at his own chapter because they've been following the Codex Astartes like to the T. He's like, "What are you doing? You haven't innovated, boys." Yeah, he's like, "Come on." See, but it's cool because the 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 forty k setting has been stagnant for ten thousand years. Yeah, it's a long time. And Gaiman's gonna wake up and he's gonna be like, uh uh-uh. uh. You think he's gonna make more Space Marines? I I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think that'd be cool that'd if he did. Sick. He's like, yeah, a thousand's not enough. He's all, let's do this. He's <laughs> like, remember the Legion back in the day? Well, he's the one who broke them all up into chapters. Up, he's all, so probably not. But oh. um, we'll have to see. Anyway, it's really exciting stuff. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Let us know in chat what you think. You think his? I wonder what his rules are going to be like. I think he's, I think he's going to be pretty good. He needs to be beastly. I mean, I Magnus is a beast. Gaiman should be appropriately badass. I mean, it looks like a badass. He does. He's huge in the pictures. <laughs> uh, in other news, wow! Check out this latest commission from the Frontline Gaming from the FLG Paint Studio. Who's this that is guy? Magnus the Red. Astounding! Like this is. One of the most beautiful models that's ever come out of our studio. Boom. Check us out for your masterclass projects, which we do single models at uh, the highest level that we are capable of doing. It's gorgeous. And uh, check us out for your next paint commission. If you want to see those pictures, head over to the blog post for the podcast at frontlinegaming.org. It's, it's a looker. It's a looker. He looks good. I mean, Magnus's model is amazing. It so. is. All right, let's see what everyone's squawking about in the chat. Uh, Scary sleep for ten thousand years. That is a long nap. Uh, Gillette SRK says Scary, the guy running the Barry Bash, is a great guy. He is. <laughs> Scary is an awesome guy. He's been a guest on our show a couple times. Yeah. Uh, ten thousand years on the same chair might have changed his mind about being a god. Says <laughs> LT four two four. He's like anything to get out of this crappy situation. <laughs> Fair enough. That makes sense. Uh, 
Aldergrass thinks that reincarnation is a lazy plot filter. Yeah, but the, the, like, yeah. if it was, if if the if the backstory of the emperor is not that he'd already reincarnated multiple times, I would agree with you. But it's already a part of the story, and it has been since the beginning. Yeah, like the latest version of the emperor is all the psychers on Earth during, died. They died and reincarnated as one person. Yeah, they combined all their force, their strength into one to one version of themselves and that's how they were powerful enough to pull humanity out of uh, the dark ages right like when it was when shit was real bad yeah uh, let's see Geekmaster K uh, do you guys think Marnius Calgar will wake up with his power fist missing only to find a demon <laughs> that'd be pretty funny but no like, like, we've already seen that the imp- that uh, Marnie's Calgar is wielding a flaming sword people are speculating it could be the sword of the emperor you mean uh, uh, Mag- or, or not Magnus Robo uh, girly man Robert Robert Ro- Robert uh, let me see Lemur King says the Imperium fractures with Imperium under the God Emperor and Astartes on their own in Ultima seg- uh, Segmentum that would be pretty cool. J.R. Uh, Musil 8, 8 says the Emperor is actually Jon Snow because he resurrects. I get it. Well done. <laughs> I like it. Well done. That's um, awesome. After he got mortally wounded. Gimmin is going wow. to be pissed, but in the end, Cadus Sakaris will beat him up. I don't know about that, Aldegras, Vitas. Cadus Sakaris is pretty tough, but he's not a robo girly man tough. No. Uh, girly man's going to get caught by Trazan because apparently he's the mass, master at capturing people. He's like, gotcha. You're like, no. Gosh. Dang yeah. it. Well, we'll see. This is exciting stuff because if, like, okay, if Cypher does kill the Emperor, that would be the giant, crazy, big event, plot event that moves us forward into 8th edition, into a new era of 40K. If that were to happen, I could see that being the, the big thing. That would be it. That would be it. You don't, I don't think you need to do that to move us into a new edition if the new edition happens. Uh, but that would be like quite the like ring it in with some <laughs> some pizzazz if that were to go down. That would be that insane. Way. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed episode 509 of Signals from the Frontline. It's been quite a journey Boom. getting this far. And please make sure to pick up your uh, ITC tree sets while supplies last, as well as a, a mat. Hmm. Yeah. Get one of those mats. And we will see you guys again on Monday. Have a great weekend. Oh, yeah. It's Friday. Friday. <laughs> I was totally thinking it was like Monday this whole time. It's time to play Rebecca Black. Oh no. Mariana's not paying attention either. Yes! Yes! Alright guys, we'll see you next week. Bye.